We're live. Is there a magic number for Cliff Kingsbury to keep his job in the 2021 season? And it's game week. A full offseason recap. The Arizona Cardinals do enough to take the next step in this rebuild. It's Bo Brock. It's Alex Clancy. It's Locked on Cardinals. You are Locked on Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Getting it going here on a Labor Day. We're laboring on a Labor Day very um, effortlessly, though. Having a good time with you guys. About to preview the first game week for the Arizona Cardinals. It's Bo Brock. It's Alex Clancy. Follow along on Twitter at LockedOnAZCards, of course, at B-O-B-R-A-C-K and at Clancy's Corner. Exciting news about some guests that are going to be joining us this week. We're going to cover it from basically every every corner. Like, there's not going to be anything that's going to be undone before the Arizona Cardinals kick off in Nashville on Sunday morning. I cannot wait. Uh, we've got some special news from our sponsors coming up, DirecTV, Built Bar, Bet Online. They're all along for the ride, and so are you, and we're we're so grateful for that. Uh, cannot wait to kind of start to kick things off, gear you up for this. The Arizona Cardinals were back on the practice field already today, Alex. Some very encouraging news coming out of their Tempe facility from some Arizona Cardinals reporters that you we know and trust. We'll give you that insight. Plus, is there a magic number, Alex, for Cliff Kingsbury to keep his gig beyond the 2021 season? If, the, if there is... You and I have a number in mind. We'll uh, we'll share that. Plus, you know, the Arizona Cardinals offseason. Did they do enough? Did Steve Keim, was he able to maybe hit the right strings, the right notes to kind of bring this mix of young players, veterans, hitting the draft for them to kind of compete, not only compete in the NFC West, but punch their ticket to now a seven-team playoff in the NFC. Yeah, a um, lot of information there. We're going to talk about all of it. And one quick thing, one quick little PSA. Yeah. We've okay. been getting comments in YouTube and our Apple podcast about the ads. This is a free platform, mm. and that's how we're able to do this. So thank you to everybody. Ed Romero, you get a shout out. You were our first P1 or my first P1 ever, even before Bo joined. Um, us being able to do this for free, you got to have to deal with a couple minutes of us not talking about football. Although there's no paywall, there's no anything. We are a free platform, the Lockdown Podcast Network, and we wouldn't want to have it any other way. So that's just a little PSA for the ads. Yeah. That means that we're doing well. That means that this is above and beyond you know, where we thought and things are growing by the day. Bo, give me a letter grade. The Arizona Cardinals offseason from yeah. the end of the 2020 campaign, which mm-hmm. is you know technically in 2021, through the draft with Zayvon Collins at 16 overall, through free agency with Zayvon Collins rolling down the 15th fairway with J.J. Watt because he forgot his breakfast, into OTAs and training camp through the preseason to now. Give me a letter grade for not only Steve Keim in the acquisition of new talent, but what yeah. the talent has shown up till now. Yeah, I think that the Arizona Cardinals have created a strength, and that was just incredibly important for this organization. It wasn't where we thought it was going to be, but the Arizona Cardinals certainly created a strength. And uh, as far as opposing teams that they're going to face 17 times this season, they're going to have to deal with that. Um, you know, and I think that that, ha- that goes a long way. And as far as the draft is concerned, they found an impact maker in the first round for the first time in a long time outside of Kyler Murray. First time maybe in the Steve Kime era. And uh, with all that being said, 
you know, I'll say a B minus. I think that this, you know, is, is just a, you know, a, a, just close to, you know, a passing grade. The only play I feel like they fell short or is going to get that kind of incomplete. And we're going to have to wait and see is the playmaking opposite DeAndre Hopkins. I don't feel like they did enough. It, I mean, things might work out. A.J. Green, Rondell Moore, James Conner, and Chase Edmonds kind of being your RB1 might be, you know, the solution. But as of right now, I think it'd be a little bit naive to think that. So I will give them a B-. minus. I don't know if that's maybe too Kool-Aid-ish already, but I think it's a fair grade. Uh, Yeah, this is the best one-two punch that Steve Combs drafted in one draft that we've seen so far. I mean, if like Zayvon Collins, he got into the opposing backfield immediately, immediately in his first preseason game. Rondell Moore was featured. It seems to be forced the first week, second week. It was kind of like, yeah, this dude can ball out. And I feel like, especially from the wide receiver in the second round, this is the best second round wide receiver Steve Kime has drafted in his tenure. Um, I think they're in a good spot. I think B minus is just where the Cardinals eat. The Cardinals have been a B minus organization averaged out. Since, you know, Bruce Arians came in, obviously there were peaks, there have been valleys. It's been about a B or B minus. And I think that's about right. I think I'd almost give Steve Kime a B just because of what J.J. Watt's going to bring to the table. What I think A.J. Green's ceiling is, but most importantly, what his floor is. And Josh Weinfuss, our boy from ESPN, Arizona Cardinals beat writer, who we have on here frequently. He said that A.J. Green looks good, paraphrasing one of his tweets from earlier today. Mm-hmm. Like, I think A.J. Green's going to surprise people. This isn't nostalgia. This isn't me drinking the Kool-Aid on, on number 18, formerly of the Cincinnati Bengals. I think his floor is higher than what people give him credit for at his advanced age. Oh, wow. As advanced, I mean, advanced wow. for NFL players. It's just crazy how Julio Jones just gets a pass. He gets a pass for everything. And well, AJ his production Green be- didn't slip as much, as drastically as, as A.J. Green. Except I mean, for his hamstring health. Well, He's yeah, been I mean, questionable for years. Right, and that's and that's the one thing that you can point to where A.J. Green, be, there was an injury. There was an injury, a season he lost to injury, and then there was also a season where he was healthy and he just wasn't making the impact that we were used to seeing from you know the number one wide receiver in Cincinnati for so long. So I, I think that, that the criticism or the skepticism is fair for A.J. Green, but you know, Josh Weinfuss saying he was looking good again. That's that's basically been the stock report from all reporters, including Lewis Riddick of Monday Night Football, saying, hey, this guy looks great, but that's in shorts. We've seen one route that he's run, one target from Kyler Murray in that uh, ill-fated preseason game number two where it looked like him and Kyler were not on the same page. But look, we're not gonna we're not gonna overreact to that. It was it was one play. And uh, it's really what's going to happen is game one, opening week, comes Sunday in Nashville. That's when it's going to matter. Can he be that guy? Can he be the big target? Can he be a solid route runner? Can he be the guy opposite DeAndre Hopkins and command, you know, eight to ten targets a game and take advantage of, of seven of them? Can he, can he haul him in? That, we'll see. I don't know. Yeah. Um, if he doesn't need to, that's yeah. the best case scenario. Right. Sure. If you want to overpay him, you give him six mil upwards of eight, but somehow out of that wide receiver two that's looked to be AJ Green at this point, Christian Kirk and Rondo Moore can share that wide receiver two in those, you know, uptick in targets with Chase Edmonds and, and a little bit of James Conner out of the backfield. That's a win. That means sure. if you don't rely on AJ Green for wide receiver two targets, and there's going to be a lot of them, you're going to get a lot of targets as a wide receiver two this year, then that means something's going well. We've talked about this. This is going to be the perfect litmus test 
for week one of the Arizona Cardinals where Tennessee's defense isn't great and their offense is excellent. They're they're yeah. top-heavy in all the right places. Offensive line, obviously running back, and both wide receivers. We're going to find out what both of these sides of the football are set at right now with kind of you know a, a, a below-average um, preseason because you know the, the big boys didn't play. So we're going right. to find out a lot immediately as to where the Arizona Cardinals are strong and where they need to work on and quickly before week two when Minnesota comes into town. Now, I, I talked about the strength. I think that the pass rush is the strength, no doubt about it. They added J.J. Watt that also not only the play on the on field. On paper but also, at least. Is, as far as the leadership, I mean, you get off the, you know, off it jumps off the page. The leadership in the locker room yeah. is, is unreal. You've even gone on record and, and tweeted it out that you feel like he's brought more to the table leadership-wise than – Patrick Peterson did Patricia Peterson P3 did since, you know, he joined the Cardinals organization. So I think that the, you know, th there is something to that. That's something that they've been, you know, really missing is, is that leadership in the locker room, that vocal guy. Uh, so I think that that pass rush, I like the impact maker as far as Zayvon Collins right out of the gates. And then, you know, I, a couple things, takeaways from today, you know, Titans practice, they get Mar Ryan Tannehill back off the COVID list. They had Julio Jones, A.J. Brown. They're not questionable as of right now. You know, a lot can change this week. But they were out there running routes. You know, according to Titans reporters, they were looking pretty spry and, and lively. And, you know, one of the tweets said it's because they looked at the, the Cardinals cornerback room. And she's like, well, same goes for the Titans. Tit Titans are going to roll out some youngsters out there. I, don't, I, I mean, when you go match up these two cornerback rooms i almost i give the edge to the arizona cardinals i think as far as their secondary is concerned so i mean yeah you hope that caleb farley doesn't ball out i mean because he's injured i mean he's not all the way back yet yeah. i don't even know if he's for sure gonna play yet i don't know if he's got a full bill of health but again and i've, I've said this multiple times if the cardinals win or lose low scoring if they win like 17 13 against this defense there's a lot more ominous clouds are going to be over the head regardless of if they win or lose, then say they lose this game 34-31. At least you know that the offense could put up points against a bad defense. Right. Right. You know? yeah, and obviously yeah. that's sugarcoating a, a terrible situation, but you need to see a lot of points out of this offense with the secondary that they're going to throw out there, as you mentioned. Yeah, and hopefully the pass rush is going to help that out. The front seven, I'm excited about it. The additions, Isaiah Simmons going into his second season. Also reason to be excited about as well. It's Locked On Cardinals, part of your Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The NFL season obviously about to begin. Nobody covers it like the Locked On Podcast Network. It started last week, August 30th. It continues through September 8th. I'm talking about Locked On's ultimate season preview, taking you through every team, every division with the help of Odyssey's Ross Tucker, Jason Lockenfora. Follow the ultimate season preview today, the feed on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. And uh, today it's the NFC South. Is it a two-team race? Is it the Saints? Is it the Bucks? The Bucks in for a dominant season after you know starting seven and five, they ran off eight consecutive wins. But uh, there's a lot of question marks leading up to that point. You know what's that NFC South going to look like? Can the Panthers? Can the Falcons surprise some people? You can tune in today, listen to the thoughts from Ross Tucker, Jason Lockenfora, and our experts, of course, of each and every team from the NFC South. The NFC West is coming up soon, where Alex and I. We joined our guys from the rest of the division, and we broke it down. Look for that. Coming up next, we'll continue this conversation, plus the magic number for Cliff Kingsbury to keep his job. What is it? We're live right now, so you can let us know on the chat what you believe Cliff and the Arizona Cardinals need to reach for him to keep his gig. And uh, we're continuing to gear you up for the Tennessee Titans. That's going down on Sunday from Nash Vegas, early 10 a.m. kickoff. 
Cannot Woo! wait. NFL football is nearly upon us. It's the Locked On Cardinals podcast. I got to tell you, though, run your pool. If you've ever participated in a pool, likely you've done it through Run Your Pool because football season's back, right? Check them out today. Get a $10 off at runyourpool.com slash locked on. Use your promo code locked on at checkout because there's no better way to create your custom pool at runyourpool.com. The premier sports pool hosting service, they make it ridiculously easy, ridiculously easy anywhere, everywhere in the world. Run Your Pool helps friends, colleagues compete. The NFL season starts September 9th. Start today, runyourpool.com slash locked on and have your pool up and running in just minutes. Runyourpool.com slash locked on. I got something to tell you about too, Bo. Uh, betonline.ag. It's that time of year again. You said football started, what, 96 hours or so? A little <laughs> bit longer. BetOnline's your number one spot for all pro, pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest 200k NFL Survivor Contest open now at betonline.ag. So go to the website or use a mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus with promo code locked on. And also be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo. Make a bet on Thursday, September 9th season opener between the Super Bowl champs Bucks and the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to 25 bucks for new customers only when signing up and using promo code. NFL 100 bet online, your online sportsbook experts. It's Bo and Alex hanging out with you on a Monday, the Monday of opening week. Yeah, it's game week. And we have a monster monster week of guests joining us starting tomorrow. If you're wondering like which Arizona Cardinals are going to make an impact in your fantasy leagues, who are the sleepers? And also if you just need some help in general with your fantasy team, we're going to have another live, right? It's going to be live tomorrow. Yep. With our guy Jason Moore from the Fantasy Footballers, another native Arizonan who's going to join the podcast and hook us up with the best insight around as far as fantasy football is concerned. Is Kyler QB1? We'll end that discussion tomorrow. Is AJ I hope Green, so. Is, is Alex <laughs> Clancy speaking the truth when he's talking about AJ Green, DeAndre Hopkins? Where do you take him as far as your wide mm. receivers are concerned? I've seen a lot of hype around Christian Kirk lately. Is Christian Kirk worth rostering? rostering in your uh, fantasy football leagues. And uh, when uh, is it safe ever to pick up that defense? Because I've been saying it. I think this is the strength of this team. You pick up that defense. Can they rack you up some sacks? Can they maybe get some turnovers this year? Hey, Bo, uh, what's your fantasy defense? The Washington football team. Oh, I thought you picked up the Cardinals. We talked I about did, this. You know what? I did. Uh, I've got two leagues, two oh. leagues. And uh, yeah, I've got the Cardinals as my backup defense on the other league, uh, just behind Baltimore. I think Baltimore's got a little bit uh, higher floor right now. Uh, opening up against Vegas might take that a little bit. <laughs> Maybe more opportunities, Derek Clark, turning over the football. Yeah. All right, let's get into this conversation. Uh, so we both checked in at B minus. I'm kind of sad that that's we went uh, with the same grade there. But you know, Alex has never seen a B minus in his life, and he's pretty excited to just uh, throw that one out there. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury. I was a solid 28529 <laughs> student without yeah. trying. Uh-huh. My mom told me I could do so much better if I tried. I just didn't try sure. as much. Sure. The old try <laughs> excuse, right? What old I tried. High school was... try. <laughs> uh, Cliff Kingsbury, he won five games in his first season as Arizona Cardinals coach. He went 5 10 and 1. They had the season opening tie against the Detroit Lions. And then last year, it was a disappointing 8 and 8. I mean, if, if you would have told. Cardinals fans at the beginning of last season, hey, this team's going eight and eight. They'd probably been like, yeah, I'll sign up for that. I'll take Hooray. That. But the way that it ended 
and the loss to C.J. Beathard, who I think is a backup quarterback in Jacksonville now. Uh, did he make the team? I don't know. And then you've got uh, John Walford, who's not a backup for the L.A. Rams any longer, who started that game and beat the Cardinals. Uh, people were disappointed that they did not punch a ticket to the dance. So they go at eight and eight. So the temperature as far as Cliff Kingsbury's seat, I think as far as we've never heard anything internally from the Cardinals, but everybody's just saying, following the tea leaves and saying, hey, this is, this is going to be a make or break year for K2. What's the magic number? How many games do the Cardinals need to win for him to be comfortable to go and know that he's got a job in 2022? 10. And it's not close. I mean, 10 is minimum. And even if they don't make the playoffs and they get 10 wins, that's the number. That's the only number I would say, you know what? Let's give the kid another shot. I don't care how many carbs he eats. If he's not a good head coach, he shouldn't be the Arizona Cardinals. He shouldn't be a head coach of the Arizona Cardinals. Bo, my hurdle for this since the offseason was two and five is what you need to avoid. Before we even talk about total wins, if they start two and five, Cliffy Baby's gone. And I was under the impression that they would have they would have kind of looked at uh, Bill Belichicking it and firing him at the end of last season because, again, I don't think he's fit to be an NFL head coach because he hasn't ever been a good head coach, ever, ever, ever. And it's not his fault. It's not – he's just not good at it. So we'll see what happens this year with the premium talent that they brought in regardless of age, leadership, yeah. et cetera. Colt McCoy is going to make his job easier. And I think that 10 is the number, even though this schedule is exponentially more difficult than what the Cardinals had to face last year. I don't think that's an understatement. I mean, with who the Cardinals played last year, quarterback-wise and defense-wise, the fact that they finished 8-8 eight and eight last year should have been a fireable offense for Steve Kine and Cliff Kingsbury, but this is where we sit. You know, I think that uh, your criticism is a bit unfair. Uh, I mean, considering where the team was in 2018 and where it is now. I mean, as far as what it's been you able to do. You can't give him credit for that. Uh, yeah, you have to give him a little was bit of Kyler credit. Murray the head, was Kyler Murray the quarterback in 2018? No, I mean, he wasn't, but at the same time, so he's, that's a guy that, he's coming off of one season at the college level. I, it, to, under, to, to say that you're skeptical and that you have, you know, your reservations about his play calling is one thing, but to say he's he doesn't have the ability to be a good coach, to say that he hasn't done some good things for this organization, I think that that's wildly unfair. Like, I mean, this team was brutal. Uh, their their defense was atrocious in 2019. One Does of the he coach the defense? No, and that's one of the reasons I'm going to say that it, at Texas Tech, that's why he was never successful at Texas Tech. He didn't have anybody that could coach up the defense. They were one of the worst defensive units in the entire in, uh, college ranks at that time. So now that he has somebody taking over the defense and Vance Joseph, who showed, who turned around everybody's thoughts on what VJ was as a defensive coordinator, you know, I think now we're going to get a true sense of who he is and if he can take a step in the right direction as a play caller. But I understand why people would think he can't. There were several reasons last season where you're like, okay, those that didn't make sense as far as his, it, the, what he did in those situations. <laughs> what, are, what are you laughing at? I mean, you're just kicking him the curb where at the same time, you know, 90% of the people were kicking Vance Joseph to the curb and he completely made everybody do a 180. Yeah, the defense wasn't why the Cardinals lost last year. It was the offense. Nope. Exactly. It was and the then, thing Cliff Kate was brought in to do. Well, yeah, exactly. But you're, you're also dealing with Kyler Murray. Like, there were a lot of different variables that went into that. Kyler Murray was not healthy. He didn't have Kyler Murray for the most part in the, the season finale against the top-ranked defense in the league. I mean, it's, I think it's just to say that he's as brutal as, as, you, as you say he is, 
I just think that that's unfair. And to just kind of gloss over unfair. the fact that this team won, had four, scored 14 points a game in 2018, he was able to get that up towards 23, and then they take the step in the right direction last season and over 26. You know, it, it's going and it's trending in the right direction, but he's got to be able to put it together, no doubt about it. And this, you're right, the schedule, it doesn't offer you any opportunities to kind of, you have to you have to compete each and every week in order to just keep your head above water. It's going to be, I think, unfortunately, it's going to be nine. Nine is the key because no longer can you finish 500. Nine and eight probably keeps keeps his job because it's it's shown it's been progress each and every year. Now, does that get to your, to the postseason? I don't know if it's a nine and eight season and you're on the outside looking in again of the postseason. I think it gets a little uneasy. But also, I don't see anywhere where the Arizona Cardinals are going to like run away the, any scenario where they're just like, they're going to be gangbusters and they're going to be 12 and five. Do right. you No, but because Cliff Kingsbury is the head coach, but let me just, let me just tell you this quickly. Comparing 2018 Cardinals to the 2019 Cardinals is like comparing Jameis Winston, Tampa Bay to Tom Brady, Tampa Bay. It's not saying that Tom Brady and Kyler Murray are the same by any stretch, but it's comparing two different organizations. It's comparing two completely different organizations. And I will stand on this fact that when you call a run-pass option as a play and Kyler Murray makes something of it, calling a run-pass option is the easiest play for an offensive coach to call because it's not on him to make the right decision. It's on Kyler Murray. Run-pass option is like it's like punting on knowing what call to play or what play to call. So Kyler Murray's ability to run the ball for the first eight weeks, Cliff Kingsbury shouldn't get credit for that. He should wow. get the knock for it not working in the second half of the season because defense yeah. is caught up and he's never changed anything. That's the difference. Kyler Murray's running in week one to week eight, or you know, they're game one to game eight, and mm. then game nine to game 16. Nothing changed and defense is caught up. That's what happened. What's the low? How, how low can he go? How, how low can how, Cliff go yeah, without getting fired? Can, yeah. Probably two because they ain't firing anybody. No, like I would say, honestly, because because they have nine road games, eight. Because, like, if it was flipped, yeah. I think eight because of what we've seen, a winning record will allow him to keep his job, even though that's obscene. The the only but I think thing, eight. The only thing that kind of expedites everything and turns the clock up and puts on the pressure is the fact that Kyler Murray is going to be eligible as soon as the season is over for that big money contract right. and you'll have one real year of being able to build around his rookie scale contract. That's why they should have fired him last year. Well, I just, I disagree. I mean, when you bring in the guy, when you bring in this package and you made the decision long ago, you know, in the 2019 off season that you're going to go with this guy, there has to be some sort of patience. There has to be some sort, because what, in what you've done in the past, and I don't know if, if you're just tuning in now, Alex likes, you know, Brian Dable from the Buffalo Bills is another unproven guy. He's been a play caller, just oh, like Cliff on. Kingsbury has been his entire career. He's never been a guy that's been the head guy. Never, never. He's just as unproven as K2 was. I'd rather have the backup dancer to rather, Nick Saban and Bill Belichick than would rather have that you because the grass is always greener. That's no. It. Yes. This grass is dead. <laughs> no. I mean, you're looking at Cliff. I mean, this grass is gluten-free, no. carb-free. You get the Those fruit truck during – during. I mean, I guess for your bodily health, this <laughs> exactly. team needs some fat in the play calling. This team needs some McDonald's. This team needs something different. And sure, Brian Dable being the backup dancer to Nick Saban 
and Bill Belichick, et cetera, that holds more weight nowadays. Brian Dable He's in those coaching trees, just like Cliff Kingsbury knew Sean McVay, and he was hitting him up to get an Instagram model a field pass. That like that, <laughs> that's, that's a very loose association to say. No, I hey, think Eric, uh, what about Eric Bieniemy? Disciple. Oh man, it's too fun. I didn't even know we were going this direction. Here did I? Uh, Lockdown Cardinals, part of your Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. More insight from uh, the Arizona Cardinals practice. Uh, some very encouraging things happening there today in the Tempe facility. As far as the cornerback position, we'll uh, we'll look at the, what that's going to look like week one against Julio Jones, A.J. Brown, and Ryan Tannehill. It's all here. It's the Locked on Cardinals podcast. Bo Brock, Alex Clancy hanging out with you. Direct TV is going to make your life so much easier. It wants to take your favorite streaming shows and your on-demand favorites together like never before, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. You know what the best part is? There's no annual contract. You don't have to stop. You're no longer waiting to get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at DirecTV.com. That's DirecTV.com, Alex. Yeah, and while you're sitting watching DirecTV, you can eat some damn built Bars. Uh, I just ran out, um, about to re-up. I think I owe Jason more boxy belt bars too. I think I promised him that, and I got to talk to him about that tomorrow. Built bar is the best protein, best tasting protein bar on the planet. Built bar likes to say it's the healthiest candy bar you'll ever have. Okay, there's nine flavors: coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and Bill's favorite, salted caramel. There's a couple limited time flavors that that float around: orange and strawberry. Two of my favorites. Like these things are legitimately i'm gonna go off the copy here the things are like four bites they're all chocolate covered and they don't taste like you're you know tasting chalk or something they're Mm. flavorful they're excellent they give you all the protein you need upwards of 18 grams of protein per bar less five grams or four grams of sugar or less five grams of net carbs or less it's the easiest thing on the planet to taste something good and have it be good for you. They've been doing blind taste tests with candy bars, coconut almond built bar versus almond joy. Coconut built bar has been winning with what? 200 less grams of sugar or whatever almond joy has. So go to builtbar.com, right? Locked, locked 15 and you'll get 15% off your first box at builtbar.com. And I believe built built.com as well. Locked on Cardinals. Did you see yesterday it was uh, Josh Norman signed with the San Francisco 49ers? They yeah. picked up on the former Bills, Washington football team, and Carolina Panthers corner. Uh, we'll see if he cracks that rotation. I don't envision any move now. I mean, we're too late in the game where the Arizona Cardinals could get somebody to add to that defensive secondary that was uh, kind of gutted by Malcolm Butler deciding to, to, to kind of hang him up last week. He's on the reserve retired list. So don't expect anybody to kind of walk through that door and shake, go Shane Falco on you and, and start to, and just come in and be your savior week one. There's no deal that can be made where you can get a guy to Arizona quick enough and then on a flight to Nashville that's going to make an impact and make anything easier as far as covering the forward pass against the Tennessee Titans this week. Yeah, you know when you study for a test and you're like, I'm not going to learn anymore. <laughs> you know, like it's like 18 hours or 24 hours, 36 hours before the test. You're like, yeah. this is it. This is my full tank of information that I have. I'm going to go just, you know, watch Netflix for the next day or so and hope I do well. That's kind of where we're at. I mean, it's, it's, it's the point of no return with Byron Murphy as your CB one or Robert Alford, I guess. Yeah. And we'll see if Marco Wilson, who remember, 
who remember 150 teams or 150 picks before he was drafted, whatever he was drafted at, he was not a top 20 pick. So sure, he's flashed. We had him on the podcast. He was fantastic. The dude's ready to roll, but he may be thrown into a position that he may not potentially be ready for yet. Yeah. And he's a rookie. It's a fourth-round pick. The Cardinals traded up for him. This is another Steve Kime move where it's like, you know what? I traded up for him. It's going to work right away because I'm an egomaniac. That's kind of what we're looking at here as a little elixir towards what they're looking at now. And sure, nobody was really expecting this Malcolm Butler thing. I mean, it kind of came out of nowhere yeah. from, from uh, Mike Garofalo, right? And um, Mike Garofalo. And uh, yeah, that's where we're at. But no more studying necessary. Whatever's going to happen with A.J. Brown and Julio Jones is going to happen on Sunday. I mean, there's going to be plays where they're going to they're going to eat. It's just going to happen. It's inevitable. Yeah. Uh, you know, against it, pretty much any secondary. So that's not necessarily fair to say this secondary. They're two of the better receivers in the league. Let, let me let me ask you this though. I mean, there there could be and there could be rumors where the Arizona Cardinals envision the guys that they're going to run out there Sunday, even as the guy as the guys they're going to run out there Sunday anyway, even with Malcolm Butler on the roster. I mean, this could have been their these could have been their best guys. And yeah. that, you know, that could have played into to his decision to to retire. I don't know. I just think yeah. that. How much no does $3 million dollars mean to you? Yeah, exactly. No doubt about it. I mean, because you're mean, right. Not much it's, because to Larry Fitzgerald. <laughs> that's in the couch cushion, baby. Um, no, and Malcolm Butler, I wonder, like, sure, there's a couple different wrinkles. Like, do you want to get embarrassed to the team you just left? Like, yeah. there, there are things like, sure. But also, it may not be that. And we still don't know. So right. You can, we, we can be flipping no, about it, whatever. Right. All it's all speculation. Yeah, I don't, sure. yeah. We just have to give the disclaimer, of course. But yeah, if he, like, there's speculation that he was the third best corner on the team. And if you don't want to go through that, if the $3 million isn't worth it to you to get your, you know, potential head beaten in as, as, an, as a CB3, cool, more power to you. There could be the COVID thing. We have no idea. But the fact that, that's what they've done this offseason, where Malcolm Butler was supposed to be the savior, and he ended up being the lowest-graded pro football-focused corner for the Cardinals this preseason. You can't help but think, well, Steve Kime is like, you know what, I brought Robert Alford in. He hasn't had a chance to show yet. He's still going to be a baller. That wasn't my move. By drafted Byron Murphy. Byron Murphy's shown a bunch. The pick with Patrick Mahomes in the preseason, which was acrobatic. And then Marco Wilson. I traded a future, was it, fifth-round pick or fourth-round fifth round pick to move up to draft Marco Wilson? My move, it's going to be right. And I would lean more towards that than him actually thinking that this cornerback room could work. And we've lost Bo Brock, who's doing it at home. Uh, Alex Clancy, Bo Brock, Locked on Cardinals. Thank you to everybody who listens. Please subscribe. I am way too close right now, man. Thank you to everybody who subscribes. Please go subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, incredible things coming. We're going to be doing a halftime show every, every uh, halftime of every game live on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook. Great guest. We have Jason Moore coming up tomorrow from the Fantasy Footballers. I believe they're the number one Fantasy Football podcast on Apple uh, on Apple Podcasts. He's an Arizona boy too, so we'll get some family or we'll get some love from his favorite team. Uh, Todd Furman, beast in the in the on in the betting market, uh, is going to join us on Wednesday. You've seen him all over Fox Bet, etc. I believe he's with CBS Sports now. And then Tyler from Locked On Titans. We'll be doing a crossover Thursday. We will be doing crossovers every Thursday with the opposing team from here on out. It's going to be fun. Stick with us. It's Alex Lancey and Bo Brock. I promise he'll be here for tomorrow's episode. We'll talk to you tomorrow.